Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. All right, this is where you come for all the top sports stories of the day every day, 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We are very prepared to pivot to Kansas City. If the Cardinals should do something, the second round is just about to get underway. They haven't officially put the Steelers on the clock yet. But it's coming. It's coming quick. The Cardinals have the second pick in today's second round with a lot of speculation about what they might do with that. Could they move? Could they stay? What are they going to do? Joey Porter Jr., if somebody comes up to get Will Levis, who went undrafted yesterday, and Levis is the pick here, then Joey Porter Jr. could be the player the Cardinals might cut. Uh, I know if Steve was making the picks, they'd probably take that tight end out of Notre Dame. (laughs) He's right there. How do you pass on that value? I'm just kidding. But... uh, that's just, that's just brutal, man. That's funny, but it's woo. I love Steve, but he might have taken that kid, Michael Mayer, out of Notre Dame. God, dang, I can't. He was the highest guy on my board. He was the highest guy on our board. We, we always go out the board. Said he was the next best player. Oh, I'm funny. looking at uh, I'm looking at Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback. Um, also, you know that that center out of Minnesota is is considered one of the best centers, if not the best center in the league. John so, Michael Schmitz. John yes. Michael Schmitz. So I think that could be an option too. There. All right. Uh, yesterday, of course, the Cardinals selected Ohio State offensive lineman Paris Johnson Jr. Six overall in the first round. With the second round getting underway, Paris Johnson met with the media today. He was also on with Wolf and Luke. He talked about his favorite part of football. I think the best part of being a, a football player is one the physicality of the sport I think that's what attracts me to to, to the game is is the ability to impose your will on other people you know and and, and they're not able to stop it um, even if they won it I think that's the dominant part of sport he also told our Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake who was in Kansas City yesterday for the first round in this exclusive one on one that he will play anywhere on the line that he's asked to what I ask for the Cardinals is the ability to put me anywhere you know never snapped before, but if they teach me, I will snap for the Cardinals, because I just want to be a part of this five. You know, so it's a guard, tackle, and I have a future six, seven center. We'll see if that's what they want to do, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to ball out, and I, I just want to put hard for the, for the guys already in there, you know what I mean? We'll see. We'll see where he ends up. Yeah, listen, he was, he was a guard in, in college. He moved to tackle. He's, he just played center at, at high school, I think. So I think he's going to end up being your left tackle. I would project he starts at right tackle for the Cardinals and then eventually at some point moves over to left tackle to replace DJ. All right, round one recap from last night. Panthers obviously took Bryce Young number one. Texans took C.J. Stroud number two. Texans traded up with the Cardinals. Take Will Anderson Jr. number three. The Colts went with Anthony Richardson at number four. The Seahawks took Devin Witherspoon. Not Jalen Carter. Not Jalen Carter. He goes to the Eagles. He went to the Eagles. And then they get the Georgia kid, too. They got the two Georgia kids. They got Nolan Smith at like the second to the last pick of the first round. They killed it. They did. The Eagles killed it. They killed it. Just absolutely obliterated this draft with what they did. I know people will talk about Jalen Carter and the red flags and all that stuff. I think the Eagles were big, big winners. The Atlanta Falcons took a somewhat local kid. He went to South Point High School in Tucson. Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, went to hey, Atlanta, number eight overall. Running backs in the first.
first round. Two running backs in the first round. The, what the what is what's going on the, here? The Alabama kid going as well. Jameer Gibbs to the Detroit Lions, number twelve overall. The Lions had a real interesting draft yesterday. A couple of reaches in Jamar Gibbs at twelve after the trade with the Cardinals, and then linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa at number eighteen. The name that we talked a lot about, Christian Gonzalez, a little bit of a slip and slide yesterday. He the, the Patriots traded down and they were able to get him at number seventeen overall. Yeah, I was really really surprised at that. I thought he was the best corner in a draft, but other people like Witherspoon who went to Seattle and an Emmanuel Forbes went to Washington at sixteen. It was this run on offensive tackles, and that's why I think the Cardinals wanted to get in there because if you look at the board, there was definitely a run on offensive tackles and then two running backs going to top twelve. So that was really interesting. But the good news for Gonzalez, man, he goes to a franchise with a great history oh, yeah. of stud cornerbacks, right? Darrell Rebus, Stephon Gilmore, Ty Law, Asante Samuel. He'll be great for Bill Belichick. Late in the first round, there was a real run on uh, wide receivers, too. And that included the Baltimore Ravens taking Zay Flowers out of Boston College with the 22nd overall pick. Pretty much eliminating them if they were even in it to begin with from a DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes, right? you got to assume that's not the landing spot now. I think so. I think them, and I looked at that too. Are they going to take a wide receiver? Are they going to take a, yes. Now, you know the Packers, they'll never take a wide receiver, so I was really shocked. The Packers, <laughs> hey, the Packers uh, they need a wide out. They need, they'll never take a wide out. That's like the Cardinals with offensive linemen for so long. But yeah, it was, you know, when Baltimore made that pick, I just, I definitely questioned whether that means they're out on, um, on getting DeAndre yeah, Hopkins yeah. in a trade with Flowers. Set, 22nd overall, you take Flowers there, you're probably not trading for D-Hop. Second round set to begin in mere moments. We will bring you when the Cardinals are on the clock. We'll immediately turn our speculation to what they're going to do. Other NFL news, a minor note, but it's got a big significance to the Cardinals. The Chargers today picked up Justin Herbert's fifth-year option. No surprise. Monday is the deadline for Isaiah Simmons. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah, I have to assume that they're not going to pick it up. Seems like it. Suns and the Mercury announced this morning they're doing something unprecedented in the world of TV rights. They've agreed to a five-year TV and streaming partnership with Gray Television, departing Bally Sports Arizona Regional Network. Now, that includes KTVK Channel 3, KPHO, CBS 5, statewide on KPHE. They also are going to do streaming. If you are a cable cutter and you just watch your stuff streaming, we had Matt Ishbia on with us earlier today. This is what he said. We're really excited about the opportunity. You know, we're all about the fans and the experience. And, you know, I, everyone thinks I'm the owner. I'm just the steward for the community. And what would the community want? They want to watch the games. So how do I get the games to more people for less cost or no cost, obviously? And that's what we're doing. And so we figure out a way to figure out to make it so that the games are available um, so they can watch every game. And more fans will be created and more excitement around the Arizona uh, community for the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. And we're, we think it's a great day and, a, and hopefully the beginning of a really positive thing for, for years and years to come. Yeah, listen, I think there's definitely some positives here. Make no mistake about it. They had no choice here. They had to do this. Ballage is going bankrupt. Uh, and the Suns had a terrible, terrible TV deal with Bally's because it was still the deal that Jerry Colangelo had signed 20, 20 years ago. You know, Jerry did a deal 20 years ago uh, to collect a lot of money up front. Now, the first 10 years of the deal was pretty good, but the last 10 years of the deal, believe it or not, the Suns, who only got about tw- somewhere between 25 and $29 million a year on that TV deal, they were in like the bottom quarter of franchises and what they made. The Diamondback, the, the Suns, 
Suns had a terrible, terrible D- TV deal. Terrible yeah. deal. Uh, the move could cost the Suns tens of millions in guaranteed money with a regional sports network in the short term, but they believe it'll boost the number of households that the games are available in to three times the amount, from about 800000 to maybe like $3 million, according to the team. They're the only team in the NBA to be doing this, so they're a little bit of a revolutionary well, here with this. It could be a game changer. It could be like a tipping yeah. point moment in sports TV. We'll see. I don't let's, know. Let's see what happens with the D-backs, too. Does anybody want to broadcast 162 games? And the D-backs had a great TV deal with Bally's. They were making about $100 million a year compared to the Suns. We're making about $27, 28000000 million a year. Now, Bally Sports and, and Diamond Sports Group, the company that owns Bally Sports, says they're going to fight this. Quote, the Suns breached our contract and violated bankruptcy law. We will pursue all remedies against any parties that attempt to exercise control over our property interests while we reorganize. There's a decent chance this ends up in court, maybe like bankruptcy court or something along those lines, according to what I've read. Sports Business Journal's John Orand reports that Bally does have the rights to match any new TV deal, but again, they're bankrupt. So they're bankrupt, yeah. They and the payment, ability to do they that. They had paid the Suns in full. They haven't paid the Diamondbacks yet, but the payment's going to be due this summer. So a payment would have been due this summer if they were going to continue that relationship. Now, of course, the Suns opening up their series against the Denver Nuggets tomorrow, game one, 5.30, because the Celtics were able to make a trade. Sorry, the Celtics, Kimball pointed to the TV uh, screen, yes. threw me off, yeah. Um, the Celtics were able to win last night, which means now the Suns will start tomorrow at 5.30 in game one, or game seven, game one between the Suns and the Nuggets tomorrow, 5.30. Game two is coming up on Monday. Yeah, and we've got the Kings tonight looking to force a game seven, which would be, I believe, Sunday. So if the Kings can win that series, the Suns will be one game in, get ready to play the second game before they even play a game seven. All right, NBA tonight. Golden State looks to take round one from the Kings at Chase Center in San Francisco. Mm. That game tips off at five o'clock. They have a three games to two lead. The Lakers look to do the same against the Grizzlies at 7.30. They have a three games to two Memphis lead. Memphis played so series. well the other night. They did. You know, the problem with Sacramento is that, you know, Fox with that hand, right, the finger, I mean, he shot like 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 in that fourth quarter. Really struggled it down the stretch and just as great as he is, I think he's just not he's just not as healthy as he needs to be. Alright, so that is our 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show covering through the top sports stories of the day.